Welcome back to Soul and Soul. We are Sangmin and Jesse, and today we're going to do the friendship part two, where we discuss our personality test results and see how compatible we are. Um, let's dig into some of these results. Do you believe that your personality deeply impacts your friendships? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make my circle. And you come in or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about some of these results and see like maybe the ways in which it impacts our friendship or other friendships we have with other people. Um, what do you want to start? I think with the 16 personalities. I think it's the one we did first, right? Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. This is when we first had that inkling that we were the same person. <laughs> We made everybody do it in that office, I feel like. Yes, right? I feel like I made them do that just so I could be like, damn, we are the same person. Other people got different results. <laughs> I just wanted to see, like, you know, was it an us thing or, like, maybe teachers all have a certain personality or da-da-da, you know? All right. Um, my results for ENFP. Um, so if you're not familiar with the 16 personalities test, it is, I think, Myers-Briggs is another name for it. So basically, there's like four different categories. All right. So yeah, so there's like four different categories that it's kind of breaking you up into, which is why you could be 16 different personalities. It's basically saying that everyone on the planet falls into one of these 16 personalities. Um, so the first letter is whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. I think you guys have figured that out <laughs> based on the podcast. Um, but I'm definitely the extrovert of the two of us. <laughs> um, and I feel like that absolutely impacts uh, my friendships in a lot of ways. Like kind of some of the stuff that you already mentioned in that like I often reach out first and I don't feel like any kind of like anxiety about reaching out first to my friends or like I'm like that friend that hasn't texted you back in three months and text you again like she didn't just not text you back for three months (laughs) that can't happen I like no shame just like but we friends right Uh (laughs) um and sometimes I do apologize because I know that not everyone operates that way. And so I'm like, my bad. It's not a you thing. I'm just like an asshole who <laughs> is bad with their f- phone and like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does being an introvert impact your friendships? I have a very s- small amount of friends, I guess. And I like to keep it that way. <laughs> I'm always fighting with these personality quizzes because I consider myself an ambivert and not like an extrovert. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say definitely have more extrovert than introvert, even mm-hmm. though I see both of them in me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then the second letter that you pick is either or depends that you pick, but your personality picks is either sensing or intuition. Um, so whether you need to like use I guess your five senses to figure out a situation um like so what you see hear, feel so on to to like kind of suss out a situation versus like just knowing like just feeling it like your gut instinct and what are you for this one I am super intuitive yeah ditto vibe checks (laughs) all around vibe checks which is 
interesting because I do feel like in generals, I'm like a very hands-on learner, but like I also really just do a lot of vibe checks about people, situations all the time. Yeah. The moment I walk into a room, like, ooh. I would say I probably read people before I know them and that gets me into a lot of trouble sometimes, but more more than likely I'm right. Um, then the next one is T or F. So this is basically how someone makes decisions. So whether you think them through or if you feel them, um, I really feel like this is connected to the intuition one already. <laughs> but what did we get? <laughs> we both are definitely feelers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. So the website actually says feelers tend to make decisions with their hearts. They are interested in how a decision will affect people and whether it fits in with their values. And I definitely feel like that's mm. me. Yeah, like if it... If it Again, like I do vibe checks, not just on people, but on like situations as well. Like if something doesn't like sit right in my soul, if something doesn't like, if I feel like I'm not living up to my character, I don't like that shit either. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we've got J or P, which is judging or perceiving. Um, so this one is how people a- approach like structure in their lives. So whether they like it or not. Um, but what did we get here? We are perceivers who appreciate flexibility and spontaneity. I I feel like I do like things planned, though. I don't really like last-minute changes. I feel like yes, but no. Mm. Right? Like, yes, on the surface, totally. And I would feel the same thing about me. Like, I don't... But then I think when I was thinking about it, like, we both work in a profession where we have to be perceivers. True, 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 like, true. We spend at least what like eight hours a day doing that where we just like leave things completely open because you never know what you're gonna get have Um, to be very flexible and adaptable yep yeah and it's like something that we're both good at so I like I think I and the first part of judges like I definitely don't appreciate structure and order I know that it's necessary for things but I'm not like yes let's organize that (laughs) (laughs) right right Uh. But yeah, interesting. So mine, my full one is ENFP and yours is what? INFP. Yeah. And I think that the personality types end up going to giving you a name. So yours is, is, um, so she has mediator. I think mine is campaigner. Yeah. Both under diplomats. So like they're broken up into four different categories. So you've got analysts, diplomats sentinels and explorers and so we both fall under diplomats and i'm campaigner where she's mediator so mine says enthusiastic creative and sociable free spirits who can always find a reason to smile and i think that for me the way that that impacts my friendships is that oftentimes a lot of people think that we're closer than we are Hey, like um i'm a very smiley person i would say that most of my time is spent smiling um the dimples make me appear sweeter than I am and that I like people more than I like them. I can't help it. It's my fucking face. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I, I definitely feel like the that combined with the fact that I'm from the Midwest and so we're just treat, we're like the Canadians of the U.S. <laughs> Makes people think that we like, like, I, I, makes people think that I like them a lot more. Mm. 
and I think it makes it easier for people for me to make friends when I do want to make a friend like when I actively am like I like that person I want to be their friend it's easier because of things like this and yours says poetic kind altruistic people always eager to help a good cause yeah I guess I um I do like to help people if they ask for it I wouldn't really go out of my way to help them tough love (laughs) (laughs) yeah these are so interesting I didn't realize um last time that we both came under the diplomats I don't know why I'm surprised but I I didn't put that together Mm -mm -mm. I think that you're definitely more diplomatic than me (laughs) I don't like arguments it's taxing to be in an argument so I try to avoid it as much as possible See, I think it's emotionally taxing, but I also think that it's very mentally stimulating, Mm. Um, which makes sense. If you're the mediator, you don't necessarily want to have like a bunch of arguments and disagreements. But if I'm the campaigner, I'm probably trying to convince someone that I'm right, which Mm. that kind of tracks. (laughs) 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 Definitely kind of tracks. (laughs) I want to talk about... Ooh, I'm torn. Let's talk about ones I don't want to talk about. And then I like to save the best for last. Or not the okay. best for last, but the ones I want. I like to delay gratification. All right. So Enneagram. This is the one I probably like least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mine was nine, which was the healer, I believe. Peacemaker or something. Mm-hmm. And um, then yours was eight, right? Yeah. Eight is known as the challenger it says yeah um which i'm just like I, like I, I feel like most of the personality tests that we took gave me pretty much similar results right mm-hmm. this one being not different um i just feel like this is the only one that took those personality traits as a negative mm-hmm. which is why i don't like it as much mm-hmm. and i just don't like the wings and shit i'm just like make it make sense because my wings didn't make sense. So this this test this test is like long, first of all, fucking long. But then it gives you like wings, which you're supposed to be working on. Then it gives you something else that I forget as well. Yeah, like it gives you like things that you're supposed to work on and things that you've already, like it gives you two, your wings I think are things that you're supposed to work on. And then I forgot what the other ones are, but it basically shows you where you've been in terms of the other numbers and where you need to grow to. Oh. yeah um and so I didn't like either of these things because the okay I guess why I really didn't like this test is because it wasn't conclusive a lot enough for me right like I scored 90 percent in like there's nine numbers in like seven of the nine numbers you know yeah. so it was telling me like I'm a type eight because I had like 98 there but then for number I forget which one, but the other, another number I had like 96 and then another one like 92. So I just thought it was like a little bit more inconclusive. But how did you feel taking this one? Oh, it was okay. I didn't really understand the results as much. I guess I had a lot of like 70s and 60s for most of them. Mm -hmm. So I guess everybody has a little bit of everything in them. Yeah. What I got out of them. I, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it felt, you know, I feel like what was really interesting about 16 personalities 
is that like it really felt like you were reading about yourself. Yeah. Right. And this one, I didn't feel like I was reading about myself. And you know what? It, it felt like I was reading about a version of myself that could exist, but does not exist. Right. Like it, like if I, like if unchecked, <laughs> I could be that versus like who I currently am. And I don't think that the test actually had enough nuance to capture that. Mm. Whereas like 16 personalities, I think meet you where you are. It, it changes sometimes. You know, my mom's has changed. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Like she still is always and forever going to be an introvert. But like it, other letters have changed with her over time. Interesting. And that makes sense because as you grow older, you experience different things. Yeah. And I feel like this one does not meet you where you are. It meets you where you were. It's triggering as fuck. (laughs) Especially type eight. I'm sorry for all the other type eights out there. Maybe you liked it, but I did not like um, being told that I'm like overly controlling. And maybe me even voicing this not liking it is controlling. maybe I'm controlling the narrative I don't know but I just didn't like it because it was um basically saying like your for me my a lot of it a lot of my actions would have been caused by a fear of being controlled or hurt by other people mm-hmm. and so to me it feels like a very like reactive kind of personality type in ways that I don't necessarily like so it's like almost like the thing that's most important to me is like security and protecting myself Mm. which I guess what I didn't like about this because I don't see that necessarily pop up in my friendships in my partnerships in my like I don't see it I don't see evidence of it yeah okay if anything I feel like I should probably protect myself a little bit more (laughs) and yours is the mediator still or the healer this one uh, oh it says type nine is called the peacemaker just the same thing i guess well let's see what was interesting what has kept through this uh this one this one is that like we're also still the same person like your wing is probably eight whereas my wing is the nine that you are i don't know what wings are because i just have a screenshot of the, unmade, the free version yeah that's what it is i think you had to pay for it um so wings are things about yourself that you're supposed to like try to oh yeah and so it's it says like when I'm when I'm stressed out if I'm under stress and I'm not handling it well I'll become secretive and fearful and then when I am healthy I will be open-hearted and caring so you're more too now I would feel like Mm -hmm. which is why you don't get to the wings until you read like five paragraphs about how you're a terrible person <laughs> and I was like what the fuck <laughs> like this isn't me what are we doing <laughs> um but it's cool I like this one um but it also like makes me feel a little bit of way you know like have you, have you seen some of the things that I could be like the examples of people with my personality Cause there's one that's really pissing me the fuck off. Oh. <laughs> but also Tony Morrison. Wait, how are they in the same? Because one is clearly a five, and one is clearly a two. Has moved to a healthier spot. 
yeah so sorry some of these examples that we're talking about I forgot that we're on a podcast right now but um so examples of personality types that I share are people like Martin Luther King Jr. Toni Morrison Serena Williams Aretha Franklin but also fucking Donald Trump and Lyndon Johnson and fucking Gorbachev like what the fuck (laughs) Saddam Hussein Saddam fucking Hussein Mm-mm. no me gusta fuck that <laughs> like how why does it this is why i don't like this one how does it give me tony morrison but also give me how does it give me tony morrison and gandhi but give me saddam hussein how you give me queen latifah but also give me roseanne Barr? that's rude <laughs> that is so messed up what's your say you better have, like, a fucking dictator on yours, too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Man, no dictators found. What's up? <laughs> That's so messed up. Oh. Yo, if this is really your personality and these are accurate, there are so many things about why we're friends in this list. Why? Um, if you are like Ringo Starr, this, this accounts for everything about us being best friends, soulmates. If you are Ringo Starr, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Ringo Starr is probably the only people, only man in the world that I would consider not being a lesbian for. You know, I'd be like, let's do it, Ringo. <laughs> um, but also, you've got my, like, probably one of my favorite musicians of all time on here. Can you find her? This is your test. Are you truly my friend? Oh, I already saw her before. <laughs> <laughs> my girl, Janet Jackson. Not to be confused with me, because that's not my fucking name. <laughs> like, that's like, I'm embarrassing. That is super embarrassing. I'm sorry that happened to me. Aren't you, Miss Han? <laughs> um, that's so funny. Janet Jackson is like everything a true heartthrob the girl <laughs> in a heartbeat <laughs> you can just call on me which you don't know is a reference to one of her songs but oh. i hope i hope she knows i hope she's listening this is oh this is like that moment in the last episode where i just kind of got lost thinking about lupita you're like where were we <laughs> yeah that could happen with me and janet too <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> All right, next one. Next one. <laughs> um, love language. Q. Um, I think this one is where we have like maybe the most difference, but also not different at all. If that makes sense. Um, so mine, I'll you go first. Actually, no, you go first. Yeah. So when I first took it, it was slightly different, but now. My first love love language is quality time and then act of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, and gifts. And mine is quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, and then gifts. So like they're different and like the middle three are kind of mixed, but both of us very much value quality time and don't like receiving gifts. (laughs) Um, And I think... Oftentimes people talk about like love language in terms of romantic relationships. Um, but I think it's also super important when thinking about your friendships. 
like I do not really put a lot of stock in receiving gifts whatsoever and that's like across the board like it doesn't matter how you know me like if you give me a gift I will be polite I will accept it um I probably will probably even like it but it's not particularly meaningful to me it doesn't make me think like oh my god this person likes me or loves me like it's like oh you got you you got me something yeah same I don't know how many dude friends you have. I don't know if you have dude friends. I don't know if I've even met one of your dude friends. So I don't know what it is about guys, but like when they fuck up in a friendship and I only, I only know about this based on friendships because I don't date them. But like when they fuck up in a friendship, they show up with a gift all the time, like all the time. And it, it could be like a small gift, like, oh, I brought dinner. Um, it can be like a bigger gift, like, like, uh, I one time got like a signed copy of my favorite author's book. You know that was a big fuck up, but like <laughs> you know that was a that was a big fuck up, right? And every time that I've received it, I'm always just like, yo, kick rocks, like right now. <laughs> like kick fucking rocks. Like, what are you doing? Like what 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 are we doing? I feel like I only like receiving gifts when I'm supposed to receive a gift. I I hate receiving gifts as apologies. Yeah, what is that? Mm-mm, I don't like that shit. I'm a big proponent of your apology needs to be twice as loud as the indiscretion. So that's a cop out. I fucking hate gifts as apology. I also I feel like that is probably why gifts and physical touch are low on my like physical touch isn't low low it's number three um but I feel like physical touch would be higher for me if people didn't use physical touch to like break down like issues that I'm having with them right and it's it's not just like romantic partners I know I have definitely had a bunch of romantic partners who like we would get into an argument um and then thought they could maybe like kiss their way out of it kind of thing and I'm like no (laughs) absolutely not like don't fucking touch me it's kind of how I feel when I'm like upset like I don't like to be touched right um and it's I definitely feel like that's happened in some of my friendships where someone has tried to like like let's just hug it out you know like let's just like let's just like and maybe their love languages were physical touch right like they needed that validation of a physical touch right there but for me I was like "Mm mm-mm (laughs) <laughs> like mm-mm. And I feel I feel the same way like my my parents my mom does this often I feel like like if we're arguing or we're angry the way that she thinks is squashed even if we don't agree about it is to like give me a kiss on the cheek so I and I, like I very much I feel like that like that kind of stuff when it happens it's kind of toxic and so I don't feel loved necessarily when those things happen for me even in friendships, right? Like I, I feel almost like, all right, what's around the corner? Like, are you doing that altruistically or are you trying to get something from me? Mm. Less so about physical touch, touch than gifts. I'm trying to be better at physical touch with my friends, if that makes sense. Mm. Like I definitely believe that physical touch should not just be re- reserved for your family and for your romantic partner. Mm. That it should be in your friendships. I was just talking to one of my friends about this, um, 
like a week or so ago. And I was telling her, like, I've always really admired that about her, right? Like, she has always been a very affectionate friend, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's one of my friends that I, like, I probably cuddled with, like, four or five of my friends tops total, right? But she's definitely one who I've done that with, someone who's, who is, like, grabbed my hand while we were out drinking, held my hand, like, stuff like that. You um, know what? In Korean culture, they're very touchy. Mm, American like, culture, no. <laughs> um, Friends hold their hands and they just walk down the street. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys are touchy too. And there's no like weird romantic feeling. They're just friends. Yeah. Right. And so I'm trying to get there with my friends. I'm having some difficulties in certain regards because like cis men are trash. <laughs> you know, like there's some difficulties there. Like um, I've had guy friends tell me that they don't touch their female friends because they only touch people that they want to have sex with. They only cuddle with people they want to have sex with and, and shit like that. And I'm just like, so there has been some trouble. I'm, I'm definitely opening up more to my female friends. <laughs> Cause like, that's weird. <laughs> that that's weird. You know, I think that Americans do really have a, a hard time like distinguishing between friendship and, and romantic partners in ways that are just like really gross and toxic and contribute to rape culture <laughs> like all across the board because like i've had okay you don't have guy friends you said not really i like do and i don't i would say that at this point i'm friends with two dudes is that right am i missing someone I have like two dudes that I have like pretty meaningful friendships with I would say like um one is definitely my friend Tom that you've I think met at this point yeah I think so but but yeah my friend in like Denver um and I feel like I have a pretty similar relationship with him than I than I do with like the rest of my female friends in that like you know we heat each other up when we have something that we're interested in we talk call each other on phone stuff like that um and it's not weird. <laughs> like, and there's like no weird like energy that I feel like I had with a lot of like my ex guy friends, if that makes sense. Like there's a reason why he's probably one of the only ones that I really like reach out to and still am communicating with. And it's because he's never made it fucking weird. I definitely think girls and guys can be friends if the guy isn't being a fucking weirdo. Yeah. And so I don't. Yeah. That's that's probably why I don't have a lot of guy friends. Fisher is a friend. That's true. I'm sorry. I should say three then. Yeah, definitely Fisher is a friend. But Fisher also treats us like we're his younger siblings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's always like trying to take care of us and make sure that we've gotten everything that we need and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I feel protected. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I definitely never think that. Like, whenever I'm with him, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be taken care of. Because I don't have an older sibling. Mm. So it's really nice to have somebody kind of look out for me. Mm. Yeah, because he definitely is, like, primo older brother vibes. (laughs) (laughs) As someone with three older brothers, like, definitely primo older brother vibes. Um, Which I I really appreciate, um, like, having, like, that person for us at work. I'm like, that's Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so our number one for love language is quality time, which I think 
absolutely contributes to why we're such good friends because we hang out a decent amount I would say in that we see each other every day but even outside the building we hung out a decent amount but it's not even quantity for me I feel like every time that we hang out we had fun yeah like even recording this podcast we have a lot of fun quality mm-hmm. also so one <laughs> that question in the love language one about like being on your phone or not being on your phone like that that's part of quality time to me too right like even when we're together we like kind of see that hangout time the same mm-hmm. you know like oh like you'll answer for uh tay or i'll answer if like it's my parents or if like someone i'm dating at the time yeah. but like for the most part it's like just us hanging out which i really i i don't think that i necessarily have that with all of my friends but with my friends that i'm closest with i feel like when i'm thinking about our hangout times that's why i like them as a friend like that quality it's time we spend together so just constantly check your phone ah did you used to have your love languages were they more similar to mine i think that we only have two that are different like words of affirmation and i think my physical touch was higher okay time was still up there but acts of service is second place now i think it was like either third or fourth yeah i don't know if mine changed or not because i really don't remember the only thing i remember is that they were it was so similar to yours um and we still have three of the five in the same place actually i just i didn't realize that physical touch is in the same spot for us too it's just i like words you like acts this makes sense science teacher from english teacher No, but now that I am married, I really appreciate when he does something when I have no energy to do or like I think about doing it and then it's already done. Yeah, I feel like um, part of what makes me like such a cancer is that sometimes I do need that validation. Like I rarely need know when someone likes me unless the words I like you have fallen from their lips. Like all evidence could be there to say that, but I am not sure. I have no idea until someone's like, yeah, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like, I realize part of words of affirmation that I really do like, there are, because I, I don't think it was second for me. I think it was fourth um, before. Um, but what I do really like is like things like, I'm proud of you. I've had a couple, and I, I used that to think- yeah and I really I thought that I pretty much only appreciated it from my family but I've had a couple friends say that to me um even since we started this podcast right like people were like I'm proud that you finally did that and I'm like thank you (laughs) like thank you I really like that one um I need the I like you um less so with the love you I need that first like are we doing this? Are we not doing this? <laughs> I guess that's really important then. Yeah. Like, I, I, the love you one is less important for me, but, like, like I need one of those, like, middle school, like, check boxes, yes or no. <laughs> and I think the older I've gotten, not only is it, I, the more I'm like, yeah, that's definitely my love language, but, like, the more I'm like, yo, like, this should be part of everybody's love language, because what I'm really asking for is to people be honest and open with their fucking emotions. And when someone's really honest with me and open with their emotions, like, you got me. I'm like, whew, what a breath of fresh air. I feel that way about my friendships. Like, I would say, when I think about the friendships that are strongest, we've had conversations about our friendship, not necessarily, like, I like arguments but we've like just talked about like what our friendship is what 
why it's helpful, what we like about it. Like I've had those conversations with people where it's just been like validated for me. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, that person is, that's your dude, right? Like that's, that's like someone who's your rock because we've talked about it. (laughs) Yeah. In ways that like, I don't get from romantic partners. Um, All right. Let's go ocean, not to be confused with the actual ocean. But <laughs> yeah, so, an- I think the technical, I mean, the actual title of the test was the big five personality test. Mm, okay. So O-C-E-A-N. O stands for openness. C stands for conscientiousness. Yeah. Um, e is for extroversion, A is for agreeableness, and N is for neuroticism. All right. Take like five seconds, guys, right where you think we would be on these, right? So it goes high, medium, low. So take some time, write it down, think about it. <laughs> see, see how well you know us at this point in the podcast. Um, cause <laughs> these are, these are funny to me this is my this is the one this is the test that made me laugh the most because <laughs> I, I could see some of the ones coming for me down the pipeline <laughs> once i knew what the letter stood for i was like oh shit <laughs> uh you want to start sure so we're both high in openness which makes sense conscientious was being um organized and detailed i believe this one's a surprise i'm sure for everyone listening it was a surprise for you not a surprise for me though um i got high conscientiousness like high organization skills um pack up medium you were surprised yeah girl i don't know how the fuck you're surprised you see this chart you're looking at girl Or episode notes. <laughs> um, and then E was for extroversion. So obviously. Yeah, I got high again. Damn. <laughs> and I didn't think I would get medium. I thought I was going to get low. Yeah. Yeah. I also like collect introverts. So there's that. You collect introverts? So many, so many of my friends are introverted or, or like kind of like shy like you. Or, like, very reserved like you. Um, and I don't know what it is about a person like that. But I'm like, oh, get them out their shell. Let's go. <laughs> like, every time. <laughs> like, we're going to be friends. Let's go. And it's happened to me multiple times <laughs> in my life. Yeah, like, our one listener from the Netherlands, my friend Emily, uh, definitely is, like, super, super shy like you. Like, is very reserved. Um, when you talk to her. And, like, you know her, like, there's a reason why we're friends. Like, she's got, she's definitely sharp-witted, she's sharp-witted um, and kind of funny, like, kind of petty. So, like, it, it does make sense. But, on, like, on the surface, you're like, oh, she's shy. And it, I made it my mission, like, seventh grade when I first met her. I was like, that's my friend. We're going to be friends. And we've- <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is agreeableness. And, of course, I'm a highly agreeable person. That is you, peacemaker mediator. <laughs> um, me, challenger, campaigner, got medium. I was, I'm good. I expected low. I was like, good. Oh. I've grown. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. 
Uh, and then I am a highly neurotic person, according to this test. And I'm medium neurotic. I think that's also she seems shocking for our listeners. Hmm. Like I would expect me to be highly neurotic and you to be low. If I didn't, if I didn't know us. Yep. But but I do. <laughs> yeah for us it wasn't a surprise yeah um yeah right we're both we're both neurotic but in different ways and i think you are more worried about things than i tend to be right like high agreeableness and the high neuroticism seem to go hand in hand for me mm-hmm. right? like that makes sense to me if you want if you're highly agreeable and you care about what other people think and you're, you're trying to please people then you're gonna end up kind of neurotic because it's hard to please everyone or most people or anyone but um again medium agreeableness might be a little too high (laughs) (laughs) yeah this one ocean was interesting i feel like um it worked out as expected i think yeah yeah very similar to each other no low anywhere multiple things that are the same Mm -hmm. actually no high open and then the other two are flipped like conscientiousness and extroversion i'm high but you're medium well, we're not like vastly different in any- no 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 um balanced yeah and then which i think is important with your friends i i need it i need introverts in my life <laughs> <laughs> i need people as like a litmus test to be like that's normal behavior <laughs> 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 tone that shit down (laughs) i also just like i've been raised by an introverted woman my whole life so it's something that i do value um all right my favorite part i did say i did say the best for last um let's just make my little queer heart sing what are your big three astrology i don't even know how to like properly say uh my son son is in Cancer. Moon is in also Cancer, and then rising. last one was Virgo rising. Okay, so I'm Cancer Sun, Cap Moon, and or sorry, Capricorn Moon for those of you who are just getting on this astrology train, <laughs> and then Libra rising. Um, ooh, I was told recently that my astrology big three is very balanced, and I didn't realize that actually until I looked at it a little bit closer. But I do have Earth, Water, Air. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, no fire for me, but there's fire in my in my chart, my bigger chart, just not in my big three. So we both have CoStar, which is a cool app where you basically, you know, get your birth chart, but also you can comp- compare your birth chart to other people. Um, show, let me see. I have Cancer in Sun, Moon, Jupiter, and Venus. This is too much Cancer. <laughs> But cancer is our favorite sign. Um, yeah, I have. Sorry, I was looking at the comparison number two. I have so much Capricorn energy in my chart, and I feel some type of way about it. But I've got for Uranus, Neptune, and my Moon. And I my, have Capricorn in Uranus, Neptune, and Saturn. I think that's a generational thing, by the way. Um, I'm pretty sure Uranus and Neptune is like by generations and that everyone in our generation is a Capricorn from Uranus and Neptune. Oh, yeah. It says it stays for seven years. Yep. And then Neptune is for 14. So that makes sense that those are the same. Um, 
I be, I'm just also upset that it's in my mood. Because <laughs> it, it also explains a lot uh, about us, too, right? Like, we both are very cancery, like, 100%. Like, if one of us doesn't have the trait, the other one does, but probably both of us do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a little bit of difference between us because, like, I've got that Capricorn moon, and that's how I process my emotions. Um, and so even though I feel all the feelings that you feel, there's like part of me that just like kind of compartmentalizes it um, and like doesn't feel them in true cancer sense where I'm just like, whoo, in my feelings, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel them. I know they exist. I feel other people's feelings, but like maybe there's not that for me, like it's not the time or the place for it. And so I'm able to just like kind of shut it off and then go back and revisit it. But I don't know if you can nope. all the time. <laughs> um and I don't that's part of the I didn't realize that about myself until I found out about the Capricorn moon and then I was like yeah I do do that um I had this really shitty job right after college when I was living in Indianapolis um it was like a marketing job it was really good for me to find out that I couldn't do a job like that um but we had to learn like these 12 or 15 strategies that we were supposed to implement in our job and you know there were like things like close the sale and like I forget what most of them were but I remember number six was protect your attitude Um, and it's something that I've like taken into even our job right now Um, and it basically is the idea that like you leave your shit at the door basically right like if I walk into a space I am performing what need the role I need to do for that space and all the other shit that I might be feeling I'm gonna just get it right there and pick it up later um which I like there's a reason why I remember it and it's the only one that really stuck out to me because it like really fulfills how I feel with my cancer sun and Capricorn moon um and I I feel like I'm less good at that compartmentalization with my friendships like I feel my feelings and if something like really doesn't go the way I want to I'm like full-blown cancer versus like any sign the Capricorn has left the fucking building (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as familiar with astrology as you so I don't really understand what each um sign is like so basically okay I'm sorry I should have I should have started this so your son is like definitely the one that you're most familiar with. It's what people most like identify themselves as. Um, and it's like your identity and your ego, right? Like, like who you are, I guess, basically is your son. Your moon is like your emotions, right? And how you behave based on your feelings, right? Um, And then your rising is kind of just basically like the outward projection that you give to the world, right? And so yours being Virgo makes a lot of sense to me, like that being your rising, like that outward projection, because unless someone knows you intimately, they have no idea that you're that emotional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And you come off as, so when I think of Virgo, the first thing I think of is perfectionist. And someone who, like, does not take any shit. (laughs) Like, none whatsoever. Less shit than cancers take even, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of reminded me of that moment when you were talking about, like, well, if I don't like you, I don't fucking like you. I'm not going to fuck with you. Like, that's (laughs) 
very Virgo. <laughs> my mom is a Virgo, actually. So think about some of the things that I've said about my mom and that might fit together. Yeah. Like she's a she's got Virgo like everywhere in her chart. Like, woo! <laughs> like all throughout her chart is Virgo and Scorpio. Wow. And her Scorpio is a generational stuff too. Oh. Um, and so my rising is a Libra, which means that I'm very like playful and goofy and lighthearted and things like that. And I definitely think that is part of what I show to the world, but not necessarily it, it's called like it's what you show to the world, but it's called a mask. Right. Because it's not necessarily how you are when you're by yourself. That's what your moon is like when you're by yourself and you don't have anybody with you who what you're most like is your moon. So you emotional. <laughs> but you know what we're not the most emotional sign so we we get all the we get the stereotypes of being emotional as cancers but we're not the most emotional sign the other parts of your chart are also interesting um i know there's the big three but like so one that i thought was really funny for me i've got a lot of leo in my chart and like the chart was a big eye opener because I'm always making fun of Leo's, not knowing I was making fun of myself this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but the two placements of Leo that I have in my chart are for how I communicate and how I love. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, obviously I have the same thing. So I'm reading what it says. Do you have Leo and Mercury too? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's weird that, that that's the same thing because I expected that to be about me, but not you. Again, we're the same people. I know. I know. It's, we just express it so differently sometimes. Um, yeah. So Mercury and Leo, basically, we're reading from Crowstar, but it says, Mercury determines how you communicate, talk, think, and process information. It also indicates how you learn. It's a mind's planet. Your Mercury is in Leo, meaning your intellect is persuasive, idealistic, and bold. A natural leader, you speak articulately, and with confidence. You use creativity and warmth to win others' attention. You may come off as overbearing or conceited. It's in your 11th house, meaning you're curious about and inclined to analyze your friends, I know, how to make an impact on people and your political life, which I feel like, what was our second episode about politics? Start a podcast with some politics, you know, (laughs) right after the introduction episode. (laughs) You know, just like, dive into that shit fuck it like let's go <laughs> and then what's your venus mine's mine's still the leo right so how i love is in leo guess what it is Ooh, ooh this is a fun game okay um how you love oh god i like i i know what i want to say but i don't know what sign that would be is it cancer still yep. <laughs> <laughs> sorry so Cancer through and through. <laughs> what does it say? Okay, so um, so Venus determines how and what you love. It indicates how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to. Your Venus is in Cancer, meaning that your romantic side is gentle, thoughtful, and sentimental. You love being tender, kind, and nurturing to the people you love. You're intensely loyal, but this may stem from a fear of rejection. Uh, mine says, your Venus is in Leo, meaning your romantic side is idealistic as fuck. You need a lot of love, care, and validation. <laughs> in return, you don't hold anything back. You want a passionate relationship, though sometimes it just seems like you like drama. <laughs> 
bitches. <laughs> bitches be reading me and it's just rude. <laughs> yeah. It's too funny. But I told you, right? I need a lot of validation. And I don't think that that's just in romantic relationships. Like, so I need, I just like need that. And it's something that I've um, fought for a long time. I was just like, no, you don't need that. That's weak. But like, I do. Ooh, the aggression planet Mars is also really funny. Guess, hold on. Let me think about what yours might be before uh, I tell you mine. Is it still cancer? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Is it like Aries or Capricorn? Mm-hmm. What is it? Taurus. Huh? Oh, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> mine too. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why I don't guess mine first. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, we are both very like, fuck you, I'm right. <laughs> like when we get there, <laughs> very stubborn. That's what Tauruses are known for, being very, very stubborn. Yep. That's so funny. Also, the part about us rarely making the first move is, like, accurate, I feel like. I won't fuck you up unless provoked, you know? Maybe friendship is only about being the exact same person. Who knows? (laughs) All right. What is your Jupiter? Guess again. Virgo? Cancer. Okay, I'm just making sure. I was going to guess mine. I'm just like, same? (laughs) (laughs) So Jupiter rules idealism, optimism, and expansion. It's also very philosophical. What's your say? It says your Jupiter is in Cancer, meaning you grow and find understanding through emotions, intuition, and care. Mine says careful thought, goal setting, and hard work. Mm. But that is a Virgo, right? In terms of what you're like thinking about, like what a Virgo means. They're very thoughtful. They're very precise. Um, They're hard workers. They often wonder why the fuck everybody else is acting the way that they are. You know, (laughs) they're just like, why can't everybody like just do the right thing (laughs) kind of thing? Um, What is your Saturn? Saturn is Capricorn. Mm, That's pretty good. I think that would be a good Capricorn to have. I feel like a good placement to have a Capricorn in. Like Saturn ruling, responsibility, restrictions, limits, boundaries, fears, and self-discipline. Like, that's a good place to have with Capricorn, I feel like. You struggle with your sense of responsibility, ambition, conservatism, repressed emotions, and obsessions with money and power. I mean, (laughs) mine doesn't sound great either. It says you struggle with obstinacy, a superiority complex, and being overly detached. Wow. Um, it's in my fifth house, meaning I've had difficulties with romance, self-expression, creativity, and pleasure. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that's a good house for anybody, right? <laughs> okay, so it says it's in your fourth house, meaning you have had difficulties with your home and family, which is very true. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have had difficulties with romance. I don't know about self-expression. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on who I'm expressing myself to. Definitely difficulties with creativity. Super creative. Can never find the outlet that I want when I want it. Good at too many creative endeavors, I think. To like I wish, like I wish instead of being good at like writing, playing the bass, and like whatever other creative endeavor I might be good at, I was good at just like one of those things. Mm-hmm. Or if like it's I think it's not bad it's just like you know when you do things to like try to 
like improve your mood or your like kind of stabilize yourself I always pick to do something creative but oftentimes I don't pick the right creative outlet for myself to feel better which it's not a bad problem to have by any means but it means that it takes me longer to feel better sometimes like I'll I'll think that like oh if you just play the bass for a little bit that'll make you feel better but really I need to write down my feelings that time Mm-hmm. or talk out my feelings with someone yeah uh, and then I also feel like it it makes me not do things that I would have done if I was only good at them right like if I was only good at draw, uh, playing the bass I probably would have drawn draw, joined a band a long time ago mm-hmm. right if I was only good at writing I probably would have committed myself only to writing mm-hmm. It's the same reason I ended up being a teacher because I didn't know where to put my talent. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what I liked more. Same idea. I do, I do really like that it says that I struggle with being um, overly detached because I fucking do. <laughs> Uh, it's funny that you because earlier you know when you were talking like I'm really cold and I was like I bet you only one of us has been called that by a romantic partner and or a friend (laughs) (laughs) and it might be me (laughs) interesting yeah like multiple times I'm very detached when I'm like yeah I'm in it or I'm not there's Mm -hmm. no in between like I'm in it where I'm really not. Alrighty, Pack. Do you have any recommendations for people who want to learn more about friendships? Just talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. Just, you know, start talking to your friends. <laughs> yeah. Words to live by. Communicate with your loved ones. <laughs> um yeah, I think that's that's pretty solid advice. I was thinking about like book recommendations or movies or stuff like that, but like, oh, man, just talk. <laughs> and if it's too hard to start talking, and you know, just do one of these tests. Open up the conversation. Yeah. Um. I also have this game that I just bought for my family, but they have a friends edition. Maybe Pack and I will do for a promo for you guys. But it's like it's called the Skin Deep, and they have like multiple editions friends um family members significant others depending on where you are at your stages like there's one for people who have been in a short-term relationship people who are dating and people who have been in long-term marriages or relationships as well um and it's a great way to open up i did with my family like you pick 15 cards they have very deep questions on the cards and you just kind of like open up a conversation with the person you're doing it with they also you don't need to buy it you guys can find those the questions online too um but that is it for us i think that we've covered so much about friendships um let us know what you think rate our podcast on apple Podcasts or spotify leave us a review um and we will catch you guys later oh sorry make sure that if you haven't already that you follow us on instagram and twitter at underscore soul and soul so that is at underscore s-o-u-l-a-n-d-s-e-o-u-l all right. Bye-bye.